Today's episode of Times Ours is brought to you by Central Bank. Central Bank is rooted in our communities and dedicated to the individuals who live in them. Providing financial services for more than 110 years, Central Bank will continue to deliver endless possibilities. To learn more, visit centralbank.net. Take a new look at Central Bank, member FDIC. Everybody's working with that time, Yet another week of the Chiefs offseason where like a lot of things really didn't happen and a lot of nothing happened and also a lot of something happened. We've got stories and pressers and schedules and honestly, there's not yet been a dull moment throughout this offseason for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's a good thing you have all three of us. I'm Joshua Briscoe, joined by Nate Taylor and Seth Kaiser. That makes it sound like you guys are all over at my place for a party when really... I feel like I've broken into your homes to host this show. Uh, but regardless, it's time's ours. I don't know whose house this is in. Who, whose house do you guys envision, envision this being in right now? I've got us in Andy Reid's basement, uh, but he is unaware. Yeah, I, I would say if this was April, we were definitely in Andy Reid's basement and or Brett Veach's um, basement. I, I feel like because the draft's over, the weather's starting to get a little bit more pleasant. I mean, who's to say that fellas and for you particularly, uh, Seth, like, why don't you just guys, why don't you guys just come over to like the Kansas side and you know, where things are (laughs) slightly safer, um, than it's counterpart to the East. And, you know, maybe we'll just, you know, just grill you a couple hot dogs some burgers, maybe a steak or two. Everybody stay at a nice, comfortable distance. Um, Danielle, by all means, get in the car and start driving and everything should be (laughs) fine. You know, at some point, I'm going to stop talking to people on Zoom. I can't tell you when that's going to occur. They are starting to have hearings on Zoom. Oh, is that weird? That's got to be weird, right? The justice... Zoom, whoever... I don't know why I didn't occur to me when all this started and everything started crashing. I'm sure Zoom stock initially yes. crashed along with everyone else's. And we all lost out on an opportunity to make a freaking fortune. In Zoom stock, um, I am pulling up the last like month of Zoom stock. There's a weird, a weird big crash in there, but uh, let's see, six months. Oh man, it's a staircase, baby. You, you yeah. hop on, if you hopped on Zoom in, on January, let's say January thirtieth. Yeah, I was gonna say what February. Yeah, you, uh, you're feeling pretty good about your portfolio right now. If you had the foresight to like say, you know, if this gets pretty bad, then. You know, the market will crash, but virtual companies, blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. I personally, if I'm going to picture myself being anywhere, I mean, it'll be my brand new house that I'm moving into next week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But not that, actually. If I'm going to picture myself anywhere, I mean, I love this new house. It's going to be great. But I would picture myself to be in Cliff's house, Cliff Kingsbury, because I've seen that house. And if I'm going to move anywhere... It's going to be that house. Is he, here's a side note. Is this something you guys know? Is he single? I'm not asking for myself. I'm just curious. He is, <laughs> it he seems is, like you're asking for yourself. He is technically single, but with a young lady that you envision in your head. Sure. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> wow. So, because I was going to say, because if he was single, there, there's no way that what he did there wasn't deliberate. No way. It's like, oh, I'm not just successful and coaching yeah. this team and on television. Check out my majestic house <laughs> that is yeah. at least a $10 million pad. 
<laughs> no, you know, look at this lawn that stretches out acre upon acre of beautifully manufactured as I casually sit here in my in front of my, you know, fireplace with 30-foot ceilings in what's best described as my great hall, you know. <laughs> and and that by, was purposeful. And by the way, took a good player. Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, really good player yeah. in the first round. Yeah. Like you, you, you did great. You did great, Arizona. You, you got a coach. Uh, who knows what he's doing? And yeah, yeah, he's and, nothing and, unintentional pa- about you know all what? that. Hold on, hold on. Patrick Mahomes built that house. He just coached Patrick Mahomes <laughs> and lost. He got fired from Texas Tech and built that house. And at this point, I imagine just opens Instagram and and just and just that is that Look, is his contact list at this point. I know, I know. We've already. If you've enjoyed this podcast, particularly uh, a week ago, we know that we take care of you from a um, physical standpoint. But Cliff Kingsbury is the ultimate. I hated that phrasing, but go ahead. The ultimate is the ultimate winner. And like, if you're well groomed, good things will happen. Like, just you know, yeah, you're right. You may not have you may not have the same features, the same bone structure, whatever you know, modeling, you know, lingo I can throw around. But if you just keep yourself particularly well-groomed with the products we have advised you to to sort of uh, engage in previously, let, Kings, let Cliff Kingsbury be your guide. And, you yep. know, he also knows how to run an air raid office with incredibly talented quarterbacks. <laughs> Everyone has to go to – I went to Cliff Kingsbury's Instagram because I just sort of wanted to see what was going on there. And also really, like, I, I'm, I'm about to click on who he's following – because again, like I imagine that I'm going to open this this following list and it's either going to be like really professional or really unprofessional oh, for my expectation. Please. But his his avatar, though, is him getting out of the team bus, two or three buttons undone and like a light tan suit jacket with some gray pants. Just like <laughs> he this picture got cut with scissors out of a GQ magazine. <laughs> I look, I'm 35. I'm about 30 pounds overweight and I got five kids. I got nothing left to prove, but you know what? Good on him. You do you cliff. You know what? Enjoy this while it lasts. I guess cliff. Hey Seth, he's 40. I, if you're not hearing the small amount of judgment in my voice, I don't know what to tell you, Briscoe. <laughs> I just, you sounded like you're like, clock's ticking, Cliff. He's 40 and oh, crushing. No. no, 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 believe me, you, the clock is ticking. He's just managed to stave it off with a combination of money and genetics, let's be honest. <laughs> and no, no, I, you know what? Ever to each their own. I'm very happy Living like a 35-year-old with five kids. <laughs> I just think... Cliff wants to live something like a, a, a different life. That's cool. He's he's basically following other high-profile sports people with blue check marks, and then also an account called Baddies Only, which I'm not willing to click on no, out of fear for, for that, judgment. Nothing good can come from that. That's that's Cliff Kingsbury. That's that's the man whose yard you're trying to you're trying to bring into your life. That's where you're trying yeah. to your quarantine at Cliff's house. I get it. The house that Mahomes built. I really like that. Yes. By the way, that Thank is you. spot on. And that Murray maintained. <laughs> yes, that's true. You're right. His first fo- his first uh, four Twitter follows, by the way, or Instagram follows: Johnny Manziel, Danny Amendola, Tom Brady, Pat Mahomes. Yeah. 
Pretty he good. knows where his bread's buttered. Pretty good. Yep. I think he, must, he looks like he's friends with Brady. I don't know if there's a connection there that I should know about, but uh, <laughs> we are. Regardless, listen, well, handle, you know, handle we, your business. All right, you, you know who handles his business? Cliff Kingsbury. You know, you 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 know, like you, you're talking about Brady, right? You know he was a backup. <laughs> Is that no? What I don't. That's what I'm trying to figure yeah, out. He was that Tom I Brady's. Don't if know. My memory's they, correct. Cliff Kingsbury was once Tom Brady's backup. I cannot believe the amount of time we're about to spend looking this up. I'm literally saying, like, uh, yeah, I, I, di- I did not know what the connection was there. When did he back him up? Hold on. One of Tom Brady's backups is now an NFL head coach. He was part of the Patriots Super Bowl winning team from 2003. I had Boom. no idea. He held Boom. many NCAA Division One passing records. He did. He did. Um, somebody who does not work at the Athletic. What? But is in the NFL media landscape texted me a photo of you know the all-american hip-hop artist nelly and in the middle of his air force ones video which i've watched a hundred times because as i've you know yeah. written before in the athletic andy reed loves air force ones that is his sneaker of choice mm-hmm. in the music video based on the timeline of when that video was shot in the history of Texas Tech football, somebody in that video who was not named Nelly was wearing a Cliff Kingsbury quarterback Texas Tech jersey. Oh my goodness. That's fantastic. And, and this this other reporter sent me a screenshot to confirm it because um, they, they think I should reach out to Cliff Kingsbury to understand does... Does he know that he's in the that his jersey is in the Air Force One's video? And does Cliff Kingsbury know, which I'm sure he does by now, does he know that like he's kind of on Andy Reid's sneaker territory? Yeah, he's gotta step off, honestly. This is I feel like Andy Reid should call him. <laughs> I so I, I it looks like he spent one year in New England. And yeah, and then All right, well there you go. So as I minutes into this podcast, what happened? You know, I don't know. I look. I want to say that the team's gonna. I want to say that Seth's fault. By the way, well, true. I want to say that the Chiefs uh, are gonna start. How? Oh wait, I brought him up. (laughs) I brought him up. I want to say the Chiefs are gonna start their season on September tenth. Look, y'all. I don't know. I can't tell you that. I'm thrilled that Bill (laughs) O'Brien and the Houston Texans are the ones on the schedule. (laughs) Thrilled. Okay. Yes. Freaking thrilled. Give me. Give me Andy Reid with a national TV audience the night that he gets to raise his Super Bowl banner with a, a full offseason in which he can't go anywhere else to prepare yes. for Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> and look, anything, any given Sunday or Thursday, anything can happen. Sure. Yes. Um, sure. but, but come on. Like... I think it's going to be a bloodbath because I think Reed, if I were him, I would still be a little bit peeved that they had that 24 zip thing. And I would yeah. just make the players watch that over and over. Just be like, man, I can't believe you let them disrespect you like this. I can't believe you let this happen. And I think they're going to run them out of Arrowhead. I really do. They, they, they probably in front of like 10,000 people, but that's okay. Um, as Travis Kelsey mentioned yesterday in another Zoom chat with reporters, um, he casually was like, well, you know, when we started last year in Jacksonville, a road game, you know, what do we put up, 40? Like, he just said it so casually. <laughs> and, then, and then I looked up and I was like, yeah, it was 40, Travis. Like, you guys just put a, a calm 40 on a defense that had Calais Campbell, <laughs> A.J. Boye, um, 
And, and Jalen Ramsey, yeah, you just put up 40 on them. And really, they called off the dogs while, like, midway through the third quarter and still scored 40. So, yeah, um, based on Seth's, you know, strong point, I mean, they could honestly score, you know, another 51, which I believe was the score that they put up on the Houston Texans in three quarters. Now that they've got Clyde Edwards-Alaire, I mean, that offense is going to be so heavily impacted by him, Nate. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah, they're going to be... They're, that, that offense is finally going to be good. That's You're easily... Right. That's yeah, point. I mean, that's easily, what, another nine, eight, nine points? Just just say 60-24, Chiefs, September oh. 10th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I hope Danielle keeps this clip if there's somehow uh, is a surprising upset. Uh, after the, oh, did you see what I said? Chiefs, uh, did you see what I tweeted because I can't help myself? What's that? Some account tweeted out their Madden simulation. Oh, I saw and this, were, and, and I was like, score, come on, guys. What are we... The final score was 10-7 was Texans. Do you want, like... And I said, if the Chiefs... I said, if the Chiefs score exactly seven points in this game, I'll eat a taser. And I gotta say, folks, I'm not... They're, that's not happening. They're not gonna score seven they're points. They're not gonna they're score not seven. seven points. I'm also under no circumstances ingesting a taser, all right? <laughs> Get off my bleep, okay? I'm not doing it. Look, you're gonna you're gonna get me with electricity already. I'm not eating a taser, everybody. You you sharks circling me, you vultures, you buzzards on Twitter. It's a joke. They the the the, the fewest points that you scored last year was 13 points in the most wildly bizarre game. Where of course they played the Colts. It was on Sunday night, so it was a primetime game. Um, they had a ton of injuries. Sammy Watkins played, I believe, two snaps, left the game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes was dealing with an ankle injury. Like, so many things had to happen, and yet the Colts only scored <laughs> 19 points and somehow won. Like, what what you, what you I'm telling you is that game occurred, I believe, in early October, which is right around the time you start having film of what teams are doing and defenses start to catch up. But with an Andy Reid offense, it's clear really ever since he became the Chiefs Colts, that the Chiefs offense is always ahead of the opposing defense for like at least the first month. Because like, one, they don't do they don't do team scrimmages or whatever they call them uh, in training camp, which I always find hilarious. It's just like, oh yeah, the the Rams and the and the Bills did a uh, did a joint practice in training camp. And I'm like, Andy Reid's laughing at people because why would I ever show you anything? But yeah, like the idea that the Chiefs are going to score ten. A, a t- being a 10-7 game on September 10th, if we you know have football, <laughs> is absurd, and um, it makes it makes it makes me lose trust in Madden. Honestly, honestly, it <laughs> right. it makes me how does that happen? It makes me lose so much trust in Madden that they let this simulation see the light of day, and that they did not turn it off midway through the third quarter when they're like, "There's no, none of this is accurate, none of it." <laughs> I do want to talk about the schedule at least a little bit. Obviously, I mean, look, I, I think I think that the coaching matchup between Andy Reid and Bill O'Brien is the perfect thing to see. And frankly, also Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson yeah, for a different. We'll, we'll be great. Yeah, I think that's a great way to open the NFL season. The one thing that I feel like you know I haven't heard anybody talk about is that that, that there is going to be in all likelihood a Bashad Breeland suspension for that game. Mm-hmm. And the Texans have you know probably maybe the best receiver in the sport. Oh no, they don't. That's why no one's talked about it. <laughs> this game's not. This game's not going to be a problem, guys. It's, I'm very excited about it, though. Bill O'Brien really just, really just peed on his shoes a little bit this offseason, huh? And he explained to everybody that he can spell. I mean, he he told the reporters in Houston that you know, team is spelled a certain way, and he <laughs> he drew it out for dramatic fashion. 
T E A M. It's about the team, even though I control the team and have done it poorly. Um, sure, Bill. Great. I mean, I. You know, the Chiefs are too professional enough to make these Zoom calls spectacular in like a bad, good way. Um, wish I had access to the Houston Texans Zoom calls. Oh, just, just, just wish I had it. What does Deshaun think? Oh, he's gotta be. I mean, I don't. Do you, do you think he just talks? Do you think he ever just calls Pat Mahomes and it's just like, hey, Pat, can you just tell me what it's like? <laughs> just, just tell me what it's like with a competent coach who loves you and a GM who right. is not the same person as your coach. Well, just tell me. I just want right. to know what it's is, like. Are we twenty years away from Patrick Mahomes having his own Air Mahomes logo? Yes. His own ten-part yes. documentary series yep. and Deshaun Watson coaching at some random college that's like not a used to be a powerhouse. Like he's not at Clemson. Like he's coaching. I don't know Georgia Tech, but like is in his own polo shirt wearing the logo of the man he could never beat in professional sports. Like, are we twenty years away from that? Because I feel like Deshaun Watson might be, you know, Patrick Ewing. Um, yeah. Quicker than we realize. I might make him oh, I might man. make him Charles Ewing. Barkley just because I'm a Suns fan and I know that particular sadness and I feel like the Texans and Suns might actually end up having like a long term, more cohesive story of mm. uh, a deep, deep sadness that they had like one great player and everything around him was mismanaged from that point forward. Right. And mm. Barkley was probably a better well not probably. Barkley was a better player than Ewing. And so it becomes even sadder. Yeah. Um I like me I, of that, Seth. I appreciate that. <laughs> you're welcome um and so i i don't i i think that's a really good analogy and i i do feel for him at times because like you know oh, he's yeah. not a perfect player but he's an excellent quarterback and you got to wonder if some of the flaws that watson has would be ironed out with reed i don't think he'd yeah. be on Mahomes level but he he would be i think he could be with reed i think he could be 90 percent of what Mahomes is and that's yeah, an, and i mean it's a compliment Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, like I mean, we don't. This doesn't have to all be about Deshaun Watson, but like, how many quarterbacks would you definitely take above him? I'm saying like you're like you don't you don't hesitate. How long is that list? Because I think it's not it's not very long, particularly if you're talking into like the 2020 season, the the upcoming season. That list yeah. is not it's not long at all. It might the, be one player guys, long as far as like yeah, okay, the, no hesitation. Yeah, the guys you're thinking of, um, you know. For our listeners, um, all those guys are old. They're not going to be in their primes. They're holding on for dear life. Um, and even for someone like Carson Wentz, who was also extremely talented, there's always the durability issue. Like, can he? Can he? Can he? Can he hold you for the majority of the year? And I think Carson Wentz is like really, really good when he's like completely right with a bunch of receivers that are not on the practice squad. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, like I think, I think Carson is really, really good. Um, you know, but it's, it's hard to say really anybody 30 and under, who would you take beyond Deshaun? Not in the Mahomes category. It's, it's really hard. I'm trying to see how old Russell Wilson is, but that's the only other one. He's 31. So yeah, under yeah. 30, it's one, mm-hmm. it's one player long. I, and I think if you said, Hey, give me, you you can draft quarterbacks to to build your franchise around. I think it's right. I think it's probably for me Mahomes, Wilson, Watson, and then like if you're looking long term, I'm not here yet, but like you can make an argument for Burrow or even like Tua if you wanted to, and I would hear that out from someone. 
Um, or I, Trevor Trevor Lawrence. Oh, Trevor. that's good. Trevor Lawrence. I, I skipped. <laughs> I skipped over Lamar Jackson, Seth, just because I do think that they, I think it's. I think you can both acknowledge how good that Ravens team is, and also have longevity questions. I guess where I think for me, he'd be he he would be at least in that he'd be in the conversation of guys like with whatever Tua Burrow, etc. Yeah, and yeah. and below no, is, the Mahomes right. Wilson Wilson Watson yeah. tier. Yeah, if this you, is this is this is this is no slight on Lamar. No, the, the understanding is that the system, the the personnel, the decision making, the belief that they sort of surrounded Lamar Jackson accentuates and enhances his incredible talent. Um, Deshaun Watson is great despite all the things right. I just mentioned. That's right. <laughs> like it's 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 crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, um, I I think I, I look at if you're talking about long term because you know if it's this year, I take Breeze over him, no problem. Right. If it's Over this year, Watson? Yeah. I don't know. I don't oh, know, I dog. I, I don't know. I think I think Drew Brees has gotten older quicker than you realize. But Mm-mm. I I actually spent a little time charting some of his snaps from this last year, and I think Brees is still a stud. Um, and so I I would take Brees without hesitating. Matt Ryan, I'd consider. I think he's very, very, very underrated. Really, jeez. But, okay. Oh yeah, huh. Matt Matt Ryan's Second really. Has- Matt Ryan's Second really half of the good season, Matt everything. Ryan was really good. No, yeah. I, I think you're right that he's underrated, but I, I didn't expect to hear him in that. Uh, yeah. But you're, you're in one-year mode, though, you're saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm in one-year for... mode. Okay, fair enough. If we're in team-building sure. mode, besides Mahomes and Wilson, I think Watson's my third guy up. Yeah, um, I do. Because, yeah, he just, he's, he's just that good. Um, and he, he just The problem that I have with Watson is that on film – some of the really terrible negative at times really does jump out at you, but it's tough to say how much of that is situational, right? Um, how much of that is because he feels like he's got to make a play, you know, how much of that would be different if he had a good system, etc. So that that's the only thing that makes me hesitate a little bit is because like Breeze is borderline like flawless with how he plays the game. It's ridiculous. It, everything he does is just, it's like watching a robot play football. <laughs> um, it really is. It's just snap after yeah. snap. No, so, but right. any this 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 brings me into just a, a corollary thing to drag it towards the Chiefs. What would it take for you guys to trade Patrick Mahomes? I've had people ask me this, and I haven't been able to come up with a good answer. It literally would have to include Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Like that's how, that literally that's that's mandatory. I think. Right. I don't. I don't. Like, if I'm really thinking as clear as I can about such a outlandish discussion. <laughs> um, I, I would, it would have to be an entire team's roster and I'm not joking. Right. And that team has like, to have an elite quarterback. Right. Like, has to. Like, right. I, I don't know. Like, you know, um, your team's down 24, nothing. And like the whole stadium, <laughs> The whole the whole region is shook. Okay, yeah, yep. um, and you need a quarterback that you're like, well, if he says this on the sideline, I mean, I have reason to believe because that is the thing that gets lost in all of this. And I know that I've gone back and forth with people about not just the on field talent, but just like the psychological advantage Patrick Mahomes gives you. Yes. Um, no matter where you are in the game, and and the best example of that is you're down twenty four nothing in a yeah. win or die situation, or you're down ten with in the you know fourth quarter not, in like best nine defense left in the, the league. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, 
you, it would have to be a whole other team. Like I need, I need to fortify every position. I need to double it essentially. Yeah. For the ex, you know, the expense of giving away a generational talent at quarterback that obviously lifts all boats around him. Can um, I? It can sounds, I tell you why? It even sounds that weird, but work, that, that's. Salary cap. Like here, yeah. I mean, because you could, you if you, oh, there would yeah, have to be course, a salary right. cap. There'd have to be a salary cap exception also, because you can yeah. say, hey, here's here's your. Ten, I'm going back to last year's Texans also, because I would like DeAndre Hopkins. Thank you. You can say here are your take ten Houston Texans, your pick of the top ten, and also Jadavian Clowney's still there. So we're getting we're, we're taking we're taking both of the pass rushers. We're taking anybody mm-hmm. you want from that second year. You're taking Deshaun Watson. You're taking every receiver you want. I mean, at this point, you got to take David Johnson. I mean, he might be the you know he might be the role <laughs> yeah. of that one. I said, what? Well, well, Duke Johnson's like I'm over here. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take yeah, I take Duke. Carlos Hyde is a free agent again. I think right, bring him into. Um, but but like that literally would would immediately not work because you have to pay those guys. It, right. Like, That's even if even if it works under the cap for the moment, you're not gonna get. Pay pay Patrick Mahomes fifty million dollars a year. Okay, well now you're paying you're paying Deshaun Watson thirty five. You got fifteen million dollars in cap space you've created there to pay JJ Watt. No, it doesn't work. Right, and no, that really doesn't. That's why when that question that went around, would you rather have the Chiefs roster or all the best players from the other three teams in the AFC West? <laughs> that goes to show the value of quarterback. How that yeah, vote yeah. went, and everyone else is like, oh, this team would be all star. And if you remove the salary cap. Then yeah. yes, it's difficult to not go with everyone else. But that's where we really get into the idea that quarterbacks, for the impact they have on the game, are still underpaid. Because I would rather have Mahomes than, and again, in a world where a salary cap exists, to build a team long term. I would rather have Mahomes, and then if we eliminate elite quarterbacks, than literally the best offensive player at every position on the team, like so in this the is NFL. Exactly it. Even if you remove the salary cap from this conversation, would you rather have the Kansas City Chiefs or the AFC All-Pro team, not even Pro Bowler team, the the AFC All-Pro team, but it's quarterbacked by Derek Carr? I would rather have the Chiefs. That's And and, and that's the the AFC question, essentially. The AFC West question. And the thing that gets lost in all this, too, is like they still have arguably the second best coach in the conference. Yep. You know? Like, like, like if you if if you can still keep Andy Reid, and I feel like this, I need to bang this point home from now until whenever this season starts because it is largely one of their biggest advantages, and it doesn't get mentioned enough. Not only is Andy Reid a future Hall of Fame coach, his entire coaching staff that won him his first Super Bowl is yep. unchanged. Like if yep. you if yep. we if we run this exercise and we say you can keep the coaching staff as well. Then I like the advantage is still the Chiefs because we saw what that coaching staff did on defense, you know, basically in a 10 week period from about yep. Thanksgiving on. And we know that, as I mentioned several times, Andy Reid is ahead of the curve than the majority of the coaches, both on offense and defense, basically when the season starts. So um, if you can keep that coaching staff in place, like. I, like you gonna take John Gruden? I mean, he's won a Super Bowl, but like I don't feel like his coaching staff is great. Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick is the one you would obviously put next to or slightly above, just because he has a longer track record of success. And it'll be fascinating to see what he does without Tom Brady and, and Rob Gronkowski. But I mean, outside of what the Patriots have built in, and even Andy Reid sort of you know took a little bit of that away when he got Brendan Daly to to leave the Patriots for the Chiefs. I like. 
who has a who has a coaching staff in the AFC that is as good, consistent, in place, intact outside of like the two teams that were the biggest rivals of the AFC the last two years. Yeah, it's just them. Yep. And uh, th- can I get one more quarterback point that I think is going to make Seth try to get me a will actually? And I really don't. I, I'm really not. I'm not trying to make an equivalence here, Seth. I'm just warning you ahead of time. It's just a oh, thing that I no. saw that I think is interesting. Hey, hey, Seth, uh, choke up on the bat. Yeah, choke up, choke up real quick. Here's a, a fastball right down the middle. Okay, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I just, th- I just think Seth's gonna have some some garbage to say about this, <laughs> but I think it's worth me saying it loud. Russell Wilson is the same age as Cam Newton. And Seth, I know they're not the same player. I know that. I understand that. And I know that Cam Newton has had lots of injury issues. He also uh, had a stretch of, of being an absolutely excellent football player. The only point mm-hmm. is he's currently he's currently unemployed. And if he does end up with the Patriots, I'm going to be very I'm going to be very sad. Um, it's go ahead. I'm tell surprised. me that Cam Newton doesn't matter. Go ahead. Tell me Cam Newton's terrible. That's fine. He's hurt and he's bad. He's always been bad. And he's a system <laughs> quarterback. Go ahead. Go ahead. Tell I me. Really- I really like Cam. I don't. Did you? No, you stunned. need a Snickers okay. or something, buddy? Like what? Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? The answer to that is always the yes, isn't pulling, it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm more of a I'm more of a, a, a Kit Kat guy, but I'll take a Ooh, Snickers. Sure. What about ice cream Snickers bars? Those are amazing. They throw that caramel like in there. Once, yeah. Ice cream Twix. One of the, also. One, of the one of the things I miss about going like. Just one of the things I miss about traveling. It's you know you're going back to your hotel. It's like past yes. midnight. Yes. You draw you you walk through the front desk, and it's just it's just that freezer just lit yep. up. Yeah. And it's just they're just full, just full of just ice cream Snickers. Yeah. And you're like, and let's be real, like it's not my money. So like, why the hell not? <laughs> yeah. And you don't get and, and come on, be real with me. You don't get one. Like mm. this isn't like a and you it's, probably it's don't a get two, two minimum. Yeah, yeah, it's a, two, it's a minimum. two minimum. Jazz and I, when we went to Florida, it was so funny because we're in Florida, we're at the beach like constantly. The ocean's awesome, you know, and we're there's a lot of fun things to do. We ran around and it was great. But like one of our favorite parts was like that exactly. It's like the end of the night. It's like, well, I suppose we should go down to the store and get like ten Snickers ice cream bar. Well, Twix ice cream bars are awesome too. Yeah, I love the Twix one. Oh, love they're the they're delicious. Anyway, I'm starting to derail us but seriously those are just out of this world um with cam i really like cam he's a high variance quarterback and it's hard to say just how reliant he is on his athleticism because he's never been in a great system in my opinion the thing is he's got a hose for an arm and these last couple years when he's been frankly bad Mm -hmm. that that arm's been hurt and I'm just curious, like, I think Mahomes is a little bit different in how he he plays. But if Mahomes' arm were suddenly, like, average, it would take him a little while to adjust. And I'm not sure Cam ever had that chance. So, the short answer, the idea of Cam in New England kind of terrifies me because <laughs> it's just a matter of whether he's healthy, you know? Yeah. Um, and I will say, I can't believe no one's taken that that chance on yet. Like that feels like a good gamble he, if you are twenty five NFL teams, maybe twenty. He, at least? he just there's so many teams right now. Is I read an interesting article on this um, at the Ringer where they talked about the fact that there's not really a quarterback crisis anymore. Like a lot of teams have a guy that is their guy, right? Like whether he's mm-hmm. on the older end, because like. Even if you're, say, like the Steelers, you're not going to bring him in because Ben Roethlisberger's coming back and you're not going to bring that into the locker room, 
right? Yeah. And a lot of teams are in similar situations. Oh, uh, oh! I wish that I wish they would bring that into their locker room. Same. Please, please, my Tomlin. I'm curious if <laughs> you're right. Though, well, we all know now. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. We all know now that Mike Tomlin is capable of resolving any of dispute. Anything. He's he Antonio Brown on a leash for <laughs> yeah, years. He, for years, he, Antonio Brown was two years away from Mike Tomlin when he was out of the league. Yeah, one year, one uh, year away from what? Mike Tomlin. He's out of the Mike league. Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin should be on the sidelines with a gold jacket coaching. I mean, he should. On. Mike he Tomlin seriously. should be sent to the Middle East. Mike Tomlin should be like the one, but not as punishment, fighting. but like to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah to, to work like, to 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 smooth things over. Is I'm telling saying. you, yeah. you would have. He would come out of the room in two minutes, and I'm not going to name parties or peoples or anything like that. But groups of people that have been fighting for millennia would come out and be like, you know what? This is just kind of a difference of opinion, and I think we're cool now. And that would be it. <laughs> It would be over. Mike Tomlin could resolve a Twitter fight about how to deal with COVID-19. Mike Tomlin <laughs> could convince someone they're wrong in Facebook comments. Mike Tomlin's incredible, is what I'm saying. Mike Tom- Look, Mike Tomlin, with here were his quarterbacks, y'all. One dude was named Duck, and one dude got his head bashed in with another dude's helmet, with his own helmet. And they still, and they, and they almost got to the playoffs. Like, man, look, I am not here for any disrespect to Mike Tomlin, who, by the way, you can always say, well, hey, he had Ben, he had Bill, and he had Antonio, and they only won one Super Bowl. But, like, <laughs> come on, dog. How much His was... quarterback was named Duck, and his other dudes got a concussion, probably, at the end of a blowout but... game. And he's also got a bad case of being Mason Rudolph. So, that's also that's... true. It's also unfortunate. <laughs> But no, I'm serious. Oh, by the Antonio- way, be- before Mason Rudolph, before Mason Rudolph got his head, got his dome domed in, um, <laughs> homeboy threw like three or four picks in that game. I, yeah, mean, I don't even know what Miles Garrett. It's like, man, why would you want this guy out of the game? You <laughs> people were just people. People completely forget that, and I don't know why that was one of the few Thursday night games I watched. But like, he, <laughs> he was, was so terrible. Bad. He was so bad. But again, the Antonio Brown thing. I have tried to control difficult clients all my career. Yeah, we're about to have a conversation. You keep going, though. (laughs) But, like, I... How Mike Tomlin kept Antonio Brown... (laughs) Chill. I don't... I'm... I bet you he spent 30 hours a week on this. Minimum. Just A-B control. Just, like, showing up to his house, like, Hey, man, I'm gonna need you to put down that grenade launcher. And... (laughs) Let's just go inside. It just and, these footballs. Yeah, yeah. Let's this let's, let's just go inside. Get on the jugs machine. Maybe put on some clothes, bro. You know, whatever, whatever he, whatever situation he arrived in. Because Antonio Brown, the minute he was away from Mike Tomlin, everything. I, seriously, Mike Tomlin. If if he said I'm applying for the open position in your county attorney's office, I'd be like, you don't have a law degree, do you? He'd be like, no. I'd be like, dude, you're hired anyway. Because clearly. You can do this job. You can do anything. I'd vote for Tomlin if he ran for president because right, can I, I believe in here, him that much. Here's what I I need everyone to just sort of just space the floor real quick. Clear out. Clear out. <clears throat> Nate is the non-problematic version of Ben Roethlisberger. I'm Le'Veon Bell. Seth is our Antonio Brown. Daniel's Mike Tomlin. Thoughts? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I'll take it. 
Talking about how good Mike Tomlin is at conflict resolution and how patient he must be. And I just thought about what the last two days. Yes, yes everyone. Two days of trying to make this podcast happen have been like. <laughs> I don't blame for that. Danielle is Danielle is the most Mike Tomlin-esque person I've ever known. It's true. And, it's true. And I think here's so here, look, I First of all, again, we're, I'm making Nate like Ben Roethlisberger like the last like five years or whatever, right? Like we're there's a whole there's kind of two Ben Roethlisbergers, right? We're going Ben Roethlisberger after he found Jesus, you know? That's Nate. That's Nate's Ben Roethlisberger. He's still he's quarterbacking all of the children still, but like you know, can, can taking, occasionally. Taking a, by the way, taking a lot of hits for you guys right that's now. True. Okay, that's exactly taking right. so many that's hits. Exactly right. <laughs> Putting his body on the line after every practice, he walks off with seven ice packs taped to him. He just soldiers on. When the he's in quarantine, him, he grows a beard the a size of a beard. tree. That's exact. I'm next. Next time I see Nate, I'm expecting to see a huge beard. Um, I, you know, I'm I'm the one most likely to uh, deeply overvalue my own value to the operation. <laughs> and Seth and Seth is a nightmare to work with. I think it works. <laughs> Wow, I I don't know. I feel like mine got to be the worst. I'm not sure how that happened. Uh, it's because it's because I was the one that made the comparison. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fair. Oh my god. Oh man. What were we talking about? Uh we're talking about hydrant, actually. Are you do you feel dehydrated? Cause here we go, everybody. You just give me Ooh. the ball. I'm taking this one. I'm taking this one to the house. Top performers in business and in sports often attribute their success to their morning routine. My morning routine today, get up, stare at the ceiling. Actually, wake up, stare at the ceiling, think, oh, we got to do this podcast, even though we tried to do it yesterday, but now we're really doubling down. We're making it happen today, grown existentially. Think about how I can compare Seth to Antonio Brown today. Get up and then, feel. you know, hey, am I feeling, what's my body telling me right now? Am I feeling a little dehydrated? Should I be solving that problem? And if I, if that is a problem I should be solving... Is there any way that I might be able to go about fixing it? If I had Mike Tomlin in my life, what would he tell me to do to get my body right in the mornings? To get my body right really 24-7. I think Mike Tomlin would come in. Nate, oh, I'm going to ask you, Nate, real quick. Do you have a Mike Tomlin impression? And do you think Mike Tomlin, how do you think it would sound whenever he recommended that I, uh, that I drink hydrant? Also, during this impression, you cannot blink. Uh, great game. Uh, you know, incredible environment. I'm just glad we got out of the stadium alive today. Uh, that's all credit to Hydrant. You know, uh, this was a this was a this was a battle, and I'm looking at you, reporter, right in your face. I'm not blinking. We got out of the stadium. Antonio is Antonio. Ben took a lot of hits. We drank a lot of Hydrant, and we're able to get out of here with a victory. Really good. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets. You mix. And James Conner stepped in for Josh, and was it was totally fine. We didn't even notice. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte <laughs> packets that you can mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. There's two things I love in this life. It's easy and delicious. Uh, each rapid hydration mix. I had another joke that I had to bail out of right last second. There, I make some good decisions. Each uh, rapid hydration mix has the four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. And Hydrant's backed by research. The formula was developed by Oxford scientists to provide, God, Danielle cut this out, to provide 
<laughs> coach, perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. There's no synthetic colors or artificial sweeteners. The formula is vegan, and you can choose between three different flavors or a variety pack. Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. You can save even more with a monthly subscription, and you want to get even more off of that price tag there, you can do it. For 25% off your first order, go to drinkhydrant.com slash time. That's drinkhydrant.com slash time. For 25% off your first order, drinkhydrant.com slash time. That's T-I-M-E. It's what Mike Tomlin would want you to do. Nate, great job. That was, you did, you did an excellent job there. I want you to know um, that you, you really pulled us through once again in, in true quarterbacking fashion. Mm-hmm. It's my job, Seth. Did you feel like you, you having a big, you having a drink there, Nate? You having a big drink of water? Was that what was happening there? Could have been. <laughs> you could be right. <laughs> you wouldn't have needed that mid podcast drink if you would have had a packet of hydrant this morning. What if I told you that uh, shipments are on their way? <laughs> oh, oh, it's nice. that's so exciting, man! Think about how good this podcast will be whenever I'm not collapsing into a heap every thirty seconds. I probably should have been <laughs> on that train earlier. That's very exciting. Yeah, right. Uh, Seth, you just sort of cleared out on that one. Didn't didn't feel like the team needed you there in the hydrant read. Just sort of curious. Just a quick little debriefing. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty mad that I've been stranded in this uh, in this hellhole of a location and team. And so I was pouting. I'm posting some <laughs> stuff on Instagram. I'm about to make a fire video about why I should yeah. be let loose. Which, to be fair, in Antonio's defense, the video that he did wasn't bad. Now, not the rap video he did after that. I was, was just horrendous. gonna say, I was just gonna no. say, Seth Kaiser presents no white women twenty twenty. No, 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 whoa, oh no, crap, oh man, I hate being recorded when I talk. Um, I mean, I meant like the training video thing that he did. Prior to the no way, I can't believe he released that. I can't even talk about it. It's just, man, when you have no he's one around so, you. He, oh. He's done so much, I've forgotten about that. So thank yeah. you, fellas, for, for reminding me of such, yeah. such a time. It's an extremely bad song, also. I think it's a whole oh, lot of money, God. I believe. Oh, um, yeah, just, it's, it's not a good song. When he released that on Twitter, I spent probably 20 minutes looking at the replies and just crying with laughter because people i don't know if you guys know this but people online are mean yeah like, i've noticed they have noticed that they're brutal so yeah anyway thank you for the the hydrant but i i need to go to new england that's fine well we can trade you to the raiders podcast that's all we can do <laughs> The top comment on Antonio Brown's whole lot of money uh, music video is just when a four-year-old gets a dollar. <laughs> it just, it just tickles me. It, just, <laughs> it also has 87,000 dislikes to 19,000 likes, which is not Ooh. the ratio you want on your music video. Ooh. That's not great. Oh, that That's bad. All right. Well, how are we going to segue to Sammy Watkins? Uh, we just did. That's... Yep, that's all we got. So there's an, a, a wild story out on Bleacher Report this week written by Tyler Dunn of Bleacher Report um, called What Sammy Watkins Believes. I've read this story at least a time and a half now. Um, it, it literally, like, I think that you, if you're listening right now and you haven't read it yet, you should probably 
pause us and and read it because I'm not I am not going to try to summarize this story for anybody because there's so much it would be the whole podcast. So um, I am curious though what what it was that jumped out to you guys. I, I know the answer for Seth already. Um, so let's talk about this part, Seth. I'll let you kind of head where, where you want to go. And then Nate, if you've got something else from that jumped out to you, I'd love to hear it. Um, yeah. but Seth going through this, I mean, you've gotten a bunch of tweets about it. You've also kind of gone some other directions with it and, uh, I'm going to just kind of pass it over. I have, I've had a lot of people ask me about the Watkins interview and I actually, um, part of it, I, I just kind of like quote tweeted and said, you know, there's a lot going on here. And so just to clarify to people, when I said that I was referencing all the stuff he said about the chiefs. Right, the football stuff, which I think we need to talk about because there was some stuff in there, like yeah, some pretty serious stuff. That honestly, had he just said the stuff related to the Chiefs and not had a whole thing, you know, talking about substance abuse issues he'd gone through, his background, some of his maybe more controversial beliefs on the universe and how it works, I feel like somehow throwing like nameless coaches under the bus and saying he won't be the third or fourth fiddle anymore, talking about how he could go along with Joe Burrow maybe. Like, that all just got swept under the rug. So good on him. He, like, filibustered his way into no one paying attention to that stuff. Also good on the author on this one because he could have tweeted that out as, like, right after Watkins said that and not had the context of the rest of the story, and it would have blown up. Oh, my goodness. He could have made that restructuring. Well, yeah, and and it could have just been – because my understanding is that those there are kind of those two snippets the one about him not winning world war three if he doesn't get all of his targets and then like a few weeks later talking about how much he loves the chiefs and everything yeah in that time between this story would have come out without that resolution that would have probably floated towards the top of the story i would have imagined oh absolutely um and so i do want to address something first so I, I kind of, a lot of people who follow me on Twitter know that I generally stick to sports. If I'm going to tweet about non-football things, um, I, I will use non-football It's going to be in my mentions. Um, yeah, it's going to be in Josh's mentions. But just so people understand, I don't stick to sports because I feel like I have to. Like, people choose to follow me or not. And I understand that most people who follow me choose to do it for the football stuff. And I get that and I appreciate that. However, I'm still going to talk about what I think I should talk about, you know. And and if you were happy, like, let me just say to, to both sides of this, if you were happy when I um, posted something on Easter about being grateful for the resurrection of Jesus, you should be just as fine with me posting about, man, it really isn't okay that this social justice issue thing happened, right? They're both non-football. And so don't let your personal views affect whether or not you think someone should be able to talk about non-sports. It's either okay to have all of it or none of it. And you got to choose. And guys, just it should be all of it, honestly, because like First Amendment and stuff, like we really should like, you know. Also, like you can just scroll past tweets you don't like. It's totally Yeah, yeah, you can just scroll past tweets you don't like. So, like, I have a lot but, of Animal Crossing tweets right now. Sometimes they just tweet about turnip prices. Those, and if you don't care I, about Animal Crossing or turnip prices, it's cool, dude. Just scroll by them. It's okay. Those are yep. so bizarre. But so the reason I caveated all that is because I'm about to talk about a non-football thing. Because a lot of people, a lot, a lot, a lot of people ask me about Watkins' um, personal views. Like on the universe and energy and aliens and demons and, and just a bunch of stuff. There's a lot in there. And first things first, because I had someone reply to me that has been maybe bothered at times before by, by my view of things. Um, you know, like it's just like 
you know, you can't make fun of anyone, which I wasn't, but he apparently thought I might. I don't know. Because, you know, and then he had like a, a, an article, like the 14 weirdest things in the Bible. Let me just say, the Bible has some weird stuff, people. And I'm okay that with story, that. I read that story. That story went hard, honestly. Oh, no, this, look, just read Genesis, okay? Just no, no, read I just, it. I just, enjoyed, I just enjoyed all of the weird things. I just was like, oh, yeah, yeah this, 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 <laughs> yeah, this just is... Just read wild. it. There's some crazy <laughs> stuff in there, okay? Yeah, I, sure. Fair enough. So... Hey, <laughs> Seth, could you, stop, could you stop shoving your beliefs down my throat, please? Thank you. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I gotta stop. <laughs> Athletic writer demands people read their Bibles. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Thank God Deadspin's dead now, or they would be writing about it. Um, Athletic writer says, thank God Deadspin is day oh jeez what is wrong with me today okay anyway i'm gonna get to my actual point here let Big me just say energy from seth today i've had so a lot much. of i've had a lot of people ask me what i think about that because i'm fairly out there like with with faith and and that sort of thing and let me just say do i agree with sammy's view of the universe no i i don't um and i think i've been pretty open here in other places what my view of the universe is um, and you can always DM Josh and he'll tell you all about it. Oh, don't um, do that. <laughs> oh, ooh, yes. DM Josh and ask him about theology, please. Actually, no, DM me. I, I want you to get the right answers. So I, I'm kidding. Oh, I'm my sorry, Josh. God. <laughs> so anyway, but, but he, jokes aside, I'm, I'm you can DM Josh and Josh will give you good answers too. So will Nate. Anyway, so here, here's the, here's the big thing. Jokes aside, all that stuff. You, you guys got to understand, Sammy, like everyone else in the world, everyone else in existence is free to believe what he wants to believe. And and I can I prove definitively that he's wrong? No. And neither can you. And so when that, people keep asking me to give an opinion on this, and I assume, again, it's because of my brand or whatever, but just he's free to believe what he wants. And yeah, you might think it's a little weird, but we're all a little weird. And maybe the world would be a little bit better place if we stopped trying to dunk on people for what they believe. And maybe just if we knew the person, had a sincere conversation with them. And if we don't know them, maybe just kind of shut up about it. Except like to talk with other people about sincere conversations about beliefs. I don't know. That That's, that's my hot take on Sammy Watkins' view of the universe. I think that would have come off so nice and that would have been so reasonable if it didn't come 45 seconds after you dropped a bomb on my head. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean about that, guys. I say things about Josh hey, that I don't hey. mean. Let's just not dunk on people for what they may or may not believe, <laughs> except for 10 seconds ago when I, I when I w did the Jordan logo on Josh's head. <laughs> Look, I don't need my hypocrisy pointed out to me, Josh. Most people don't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, now everyone turn their Bibles to to Job. Um, <laughs> because whether you want to say a Shakespearean or whether you want to, you know, reference a, a particular character in the Bible, Sammy Watkins is the 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 tribulations that he is acknowledged to self-inflict which i thought was also interesting in the yeah. in the bleacher report story the yeah, idea that yeah. he said he wait he was he was wasted wasted not just wasted y'all mm -hmm. wasted wasted um in buffalo the idea that he let and i mean he's talked to me about this that you know when you're when you're a top pick in the draft um there's a number of ways obviously you can handle the pressure and it's not just from society from the coaching staff, from the franchise, putting a lot of its resources and beliefs upon you. It could also be just internal. And it's very clear that 
Um, he's struggled with a lot of this, and this mm-hmm. is before he comes to the Chiefs. And I, I feel like, in a lot of ways, one has to be willing to like go to places that they're uncomfortable with. That's a yeah. part of growth. That's a part of um, understanding oneself to a greater uh, to a greater deal than they had before. Um, and I've had conversations with Sammy in one-on-one settings, and they've been much briefer than uh, what Tyler did and, you know, his exceptional work. But in those conversations, I'm always more fascinated leaving than when I entered, and that's because I know who I'm talking to. And like Seth said, we may not agree with things or everybody has their own value system, I guess is probably the nicest way of saying it. But for him to know that, he essentially threw away his career. Uh, he he implies that he basically injured himself, not football. Like football was a byproduct of his his own body deteriorating because of his own decision making. Um, and it gives more context to the idea that when he came to Kansas City, this was really a chance for him to just become a fully formed adult. And it's weird to say this, but like guys in the NFL are not fully formed adults. I, I I need to stress that a ton just because they're obviously young. They've focused much of their life solely on one skill that they've really chiseled and polished to perfection. But at the same time, just being a fully formed adult takes, takes years. Like, um, and it's clear that like, Whatever he got from from Andy Reid, the support that he's received from, you know, Brett Veach, who, again, did something that very few general managers would have done in 2018 in terms of compensating him for his talents with the belief that, like, he was going to turn his football career around, let alone his life. Um, I mean, Sammy wants more, but it's it's interesting to know that he has really – he has really – you know, sort of gone through the place of like, where am I at? How can I get better? I, I believe what I believe. I feel what I feel. And now he's at a point comfortable enough to explain it in more detail with the understanding that like, it's a lot easier to say this, ladies and gentlemen, when you become a champion and that yeah. cannot be disregarded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, One thing's going to turn into an accidental cross promotion, I guess, um, it, because I think by the time this comes out, it will have already happened. Um, but as we were recording this earlier on Friday tonight, I'm I'm talking to the author of the story. I want to ask about a couple of specific things, like that that the um the time span between the parts of the conversation about World War Three if he doesn't get his targets, or you know the the next section, which was much more peaceful. But the other thing, and and I think it comes off this way, but I'm gonna ask the author about is I'm I'm curious how he how Sammy Watkins seemed in those conversations because to be honest like especially towards the end in the grander picture he seems like a dude who has again whatever all of these beliefs that um that are not normal he gets that um but he he it, to me throughout the story he seemed more like like the quiet, like 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 a guy at the the mountaintop waiting to to hand out that knowledge, less than the guy on the street corner in a sandwich board or whatever. And I I say that not as a um 
a moratorium on the content, but just on how he feels. And it seems like there is more peace than than manic, even though there is like again a couple of parts in there that do feel like the manic part mm-hmm. kind of shows up. And mm-hmm. and that part to me, at least, like I kind I feel I feel good for him about. I guess if any of that makes sense, like it, it, at the very at the very least, and I'm. I bet I bet this is not the end of of Sammy Watkins continuing to evolve. Um, that's not even a joke nope. about him ever turning into a lizard or reincarnation. Nope. Um, but like, but just like mentally, but it, it does seem like he's right now at the best place that he's been in at any point in this story, which is crazy because there's so much in that story. But that part to me feels like a like kind of a net positive, even though it does kind of come from a very very strange place i don't know i don't know if that's arguable or not or if i'm if i'm extending a lot of of you know hopefulness there and maybe it's it's more off kilter than that but that's sort of a a feeling that i got from it that i that i personally felt good about kind of on his behalf i don't know if i don't know if you guys shared that or if it matters or not no I, i i i do and you know again enough i've spent enough time with simmy that like I really, I really value what he brings not only to the locker room um, for the team because I can kind of see it differently than like most of the other guys on the team. But then, obviously, discussing um, any aspect of football, he's got a he's got a more he's got a not a different approach, but he's got a he's got an interesting one um, because he's just been through more than half those guys in the locker room before he ever you know came to Kansas City. Um, so there's depth to him. I think that um, is is really impactful both in a lot of ways. The last thing I'll mention on this, and this goes back to the part of the Chiefs that I know uh, Seth is kind of like, wait, what? Um, mm-hmm. So in one section of the story, Sammy says, you know, I have been a good soldier. I've been a good teammate. I, I haven't messed up the chemistry. All of these are true. Um, being there on an everyday basis, like he is not a he's not the he's not the NFL diva that you are. That is a traditional personality that you understand, i.e. Antonio Bryant. Um, Antonio Brown, I should say. Uh, the the understanding is that he wanted more targets. He told me personally back in December, I believe, the idea of torching Jalen Ramsey may have been the worst thing that happened to him because yes, he had a career day in Jacksonville. Everybody's like, whoa, 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 whoa! Oh my God, he's gonna have this career season, and then slowly but surely other guys got more involved this is why Andy Reid is a, is a is a master as a coach it's like hey we need to bring McCall Hartman along Tyreek Hill comes back from injury Travis Kelsey again the best tight end in the AFC um and Patrick Mahomes is going to throw to the open man so a lot of times it may not be you even if you are actually open Sammy so he says that he is upset that there were some coaches who either were not committal to him uh, didn't like his output in terms, I guess, of production. Uh, the idea that he was not sort of as good teammate in the building as what he was projecting outside uh, to the public or even to us as reporters. Um, and so he wants his targets. The, the The thing that I've always known pretty much since the middle of March, so it'll be fascinating to know, uh, Josh, when did Tyler, when was the exact day that he talked to Sammy? But by the middle of March, I started getting a sense from a number of people that he's going to return. That's the plan as free agency opens up. There's really no market for him. That I don't think they're going to change him at all, or excuse me, trade him at all. And so if he's going to come back, how is the deal going to work? Guys, it is as 
in heavy incentivized deal as one could make, which means yep. I want the football. And yeah. the fascinating thing about 2020 is everybody knows the moment they go back into that locker room, Sammy Watkins will not be there in 2021, yet they have to accommodate him, value him, use him, and work alongside him to reach their ultimate goal. How both parties deal with that is going to be one of the biggest subplots on offense this year. It may be bigger than even Patrick, Sm- Patrick Mahomes' standard traditional performance whether it's you know remarkable or even goes up another level how does the team handle Sammy Watkins how does Sammy Watkins does he stay the same as he was last year or do the comments that he told Tyler based on the contract that he has you know agreed to make him become a little more diva like when he goes to the huddle and says Patrick I I need the football dog like I need I need to get money because I also need to prove to the next team that I can do this over the course of a you know sixteen game season because of the whole injury situations. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be crazy to see like how do they all handle it because everybody knows this is probably Sammy's last year on the team, barring something really unforeseen happening. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough for him, I think, to get the kind of targets he's looking for, unless you've got a situation where at least the targets he describes in that article, right? Yep. Um, because the reality is this. Unless Sammy is a markedly better player than he has ever been in his career next year, he's not which as good asking, as Tyreek Hill which, which or is Travis asking a lot, Asking a lot in year seven. Yeah, yep. it is. And and not saying he can't because he's got all the physical talent in the world uh, and he, he seems to work hard at his craft. Um, but he I, look, Tyreek Hill is an elite wide receiver. Like I, I, it's interesting now that now that there's not the same off the field questions and stuff with the way things kind of ended with him and everything. Now more national analysts are like willing to talk about him is something I've noticed. And like, there are people that like haven't really reviewed much of his film that are just like, holy crap. Like, cause people thought he was just fast, but when they watch his film, like, no, he's a great route runner too. He's just Mm -hmm. awesome at football. Mm -hmm. Hill is one of the best probably five receivers in the league. And then Travis Kelsey, as far as receiving tight ends goes, he's the best in the league, and I'm not sure how close it is. And so if you're Watkins, I don't know how you uh, get George to George Kittle the- stands. You can, DM, you can DM Nate. Yeah, DM <laughs> Nate. <laughs> Poor Nate. The only one. Look, I said receiving hey, some, tight ends. Someone is a great someone is, Yeah, someone has only had, you know, 4,000-yard seasons back-to-back in NFL history, and it's not yeah. named George Kittle. Yeah, it's, no, and, right. it's the just, only just, one just, who has done it is Travis Kelsey. He's such a stud. So for Watkins, it's going to be tough to to get that kind of... He's like, well, I'd like to go somewhere else to be the guy. He's not the guy in Kansas City. For one, right. Reed's offense rarely works that way. Yep. And for two, he's just not as good as those guys. And yep. here's another problem he's got coming up fast in the rearview mirror. Almost like as fast as a jet, one might say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. McCall Hardman's not going... Plane. He, there it is. Yeah. Yeah, McCall Hardman's not going away because he's not just fast, he's quick. Much like with Hill, he's not quite as quick as Hill. He's not as strong and stuff, but when you watch the way he moves, watch his feet in and out of breaks. I'm going to try to write about this sometime soon. You saw him improve. This was like his third year ever as a wide receiver. This dude has nothing but clear skies ahead of him. And... Hardman is Hardman has something Watkins doesn't have, and that is he's got he's the only other dude in the league with like what you might call Tyreek Hill speed. 
and, and it's freakish speed. He's, he's got Deshaun yeah. Wax, Deshaun Jackson speed. It's ridiculous. And so if he takes a step forward, Pat's going to throw to who he's going to throw to. He is not, this, an Andy Reid team isn't going to be dictated on someone wanting the ball. So Watkins, I hope that he kind of came around and a couple weeks later he was like, ah, you know, I, I love those guys. I trust them. Because I, I see Watkins having a tough time getting that prominent a role in the offense. Yeah. And and much of, much of what will matter to Sammy and to the Chiefs, and it kind of played out this way um, in January, we know the Chiefs are by – by any measure, are probably making the playoffs. It's what matters when he when they get to the playoffs and the production, and when teams do you know shade their coverage to Tyreek Hill or hey we can't let the middle of the field be you know you know compromised because you know Travis Kelsey's you know running rampant. Um, that that Tennessee Titans game was probably the best game Sammy Watkins has ever played in a Chiefs uniform when you really look at it from start to finish. It's even better mm-hmm. than, like, mm-hmm. him destroying <laughs> Jalen Ramsey in week one. You know, yep. like, that's, that's like, that's football, but it's not really football. Where, like, the Titans, I mean, I can't say this enough. The Titans are, are, are a pretty damn good defense, and Sammy Watkins was great. I mean, he was, he was, he was mm-hmm. incredible in that game, and then he makes the one play. He, he really made – Two really good plays in the Super Bowl. And the thing that I'll always say is, will Sammy – think about this if you're a Chiefs fan. It's 2021, wherever you are in the middle of the season, there's a big moment in the game. I will always go back to Patrick going back into the huddle when 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 Wasp has been called and said, hey, you get open. He points to Tyreek Hill. And he then points to Sammy Watkins and he says, you be working. Because if yeah. you're not working on this route – the yep. 49ers will not respect you enough to get Tyreek Hill open. And yep. the biggest play, I think, in Sammy Watkins' career is him running the deep dig route as hard and as fast as one possibly can to allow his better teammate to get open for them to completely change the Super Bowl. So, yes, most people will remember his him torching Richard Sherman, which is an incredible play based on route running and understanding your opponent based on film and the time and when to sort of execute all of that in that moment. But his route in the Wasp play is the whole reason that play works. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, we're basically already over on time and there were like 75 more things that I thought we'd yep. be able to talk about today. And yeah, that happens sometimes. We talk about Bill O'Brien and uh, Deshaun Watson for a really long period of time. And that happened. Cliff Kingsbury is his fault. We'll blame him. We'll blame him. Um, but, but Nate, you've written, you've written in the last week, uh, let's see, 47 stories and I'm, (laughs) people can, people can obviously read them all up on the athletic. Is there anything in there that you, you wanted to spend some extra time talking about today from taco and all of the press conferences, um, writing about the, the run it back campaign again, writing about Bo Pete keys and, and the chiefs move to, to bring him in on the uh, the last day of the draft, everything in any of that stretch? Um, yeah, I mean, the Bo Peep Keys story is pretty interesting. Obviously, he's already in the Hall of Fame based on his name. But I think, right. you know, the, the Chiefs identified somebody that they really think can work, uh, and they kind of moved the equivalent of having an earth in the seventh round of the draft to do it, while also knowing that Bo Peep has persevered in a way that most um, prospects have not. Uh, mm-hmm. based on his family history situation. So I, w- I would encourage you to check that out. In terms of like what we've learned in the press conferences so much, 
Um, and I think a, a person in the comment section mentioned this, and it's like, I can't say that in the story, but I'm glad that like you understood what was trying to be conveyed. The Chiefs are in a situation where they can't, they cannot do the, they can't do the Lombardi luge, okay, guys? Like, they just yeah. can't. So they're stuck <laughs> in their homes with their families. All things considered, it's, it's the best part of this horrific situation. Like, nobody on the Chiefs organization has contracted COVID as we know it as of, you know, Friday. But all these dudes are getting back into football. Their bodies are trying to rest as much as possible. They're working out in their garages, and they realize, yeah, let's 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 just go win this this thing again. And so, because they're just they're they're insulated to some degree, or they're self quarantined. The idea is that these guys are maybe more focused on football than they probably would have been had this been a normal off season, where like hmm. they just would have been showered with praise. And so, I'm glad that one of our readers and subscribers sort of noticed that because that's the sort of sense that I've gathered too and and all the details that I've understood based on these Zoom conference calls. And then with Taco Charlton, like, he has talent. I don't know if it's a system issue. I don't know if it's a want issue. I don't know if it's, um, you know, just not being in the right place at the right time. Obviously, he's really good friends with Frank Clark, but this is the moment. If it's ever going to happen for Taco, it's probably got to happen in 2020. And the Chiefs are hoping to benefit off that on their one-year deal. And Frank Clark is going to turn Taco into a legend. And uh, take that for what you will. And if you have not read any of those stories or you've heard all that and said, well, wait, what am I going to do? Pay to read those stories? Yes. Yes, you are. And you can do it at a great price for 40% off uh, your first year with The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash timesars and hop on board. Read all those stories the Nate just mentioned. Uh, Seth, you good? Do anything else we need to flesh out here? Have we covered all of the things that you wanted to talk about today? And um, are you going to uh, fight me after this because I compared you to Antonio Brown? I mean, I'm 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 not mad. Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed, a little hurt. You want me to be that, Antonio Brown so you can be Le'Veon Bell? I'm good with Ugh. that. I don't really fact, like I, any I, of the I, options here. Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger, we could also tag in. I just also didn't really want to be him either. Ah, you know, it's, yeah, it's not a lot of. Low-key, not a lot of likable dudes on those Steeler teams, huh? <laughs> no, it's that, not. It's that's, not that, great. That's why we got to yes. get out of the stadium alive. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We drank right. our high getting drink. out of the stadium alive, and everyone else is alive because none of our guys killed anybody else, which is also a win. Yeah. 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 Fair enough. Yeah, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, okay, well, we had, a, we had a pretty good show up to this point, and then I remember that we have to figure out how to end these shows. Uh, I don't know. Is Nate is uh, is Mike Tomlin in the room? I don't <laughs> I don't know what to ask for. It was uh it was a long <laughs> long podcast. I can't I can't stress enough how much we had to gut through it. You know, Danielle <laughs> Danielle's been phenomenal and uh you know, we just we just we have to get out of this podcast alive. And so, you know, if we do that, we get to the next week. It's one it's one podcast at a time and and uh you know, we'll try to get out of that podcast alive next week as well. <laughs> <laughs>